All right, well, hello, I'm Les Carlson. This is Lanny Cordola and Gary Griffin. And I don't want you to miss this. This is, get yourself a cup of coffee, sit back and enjoy this show. Uh, there are some incredible stories. And just, these guys are so, so talented and so deep. I'm just loving this show. So, here goes. Frontline Rewind. Listen, we're right here. And th- this, is, this is Gary Griffin's studio. Yes, it is. And I'll tell you, you know, this is uh, uh, so many famous people and so many inspired tracks have been laid down here that I'm just, uh, you know, I'm humbled. Gary <laughs> gave me a list, and uh, I mean, the list goes on. And I know that this is a, what, is an hour radio show or something? <laughs> but I think it's in alphabetical order. Al Cooper from Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Bobby K- Kimball from Toto. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Remember we had him out here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brian Wilson from The Beach Boys. Ever heard of him? I've heard of him. Uh, let's see, we got Bruce Davidson, uh, Bruce Johnson from The Beach Boys, Carmen Apice or Carmen Apice from The Vanilla Fudge. <laughs> or Apice. Carol K. Uh, uh, we got Carol K. from The Wrecking Crew. She's the bass player. Bass player from The And uh, Christopher Cross. Sailing, sailing away. Crystal Lewis. David Marks, the Beach Boys, Dean Torrance, Jan and Dean, Mark Lindsay, Paul Revere and the Raiders. I used to go see them at the Spanish Castle up in Seattle. Great singer. Yeah, great performer too. Mickey Mm -hmm. Dolan's The Monkeys. He was Circus Boy. We did a record. He did a record here of of, uh, Carol King songs. Wow, excellent record. And Mike Love from the Beach Boys. Okay, Petula Clark, downtown. The biggest thrill of all. Yeah, the biggest thrill. She was she's she was 81 great. years old, and she came out here. She just couldn't be sweeter and sang great. She was, it was just a thrill. Petula Clark standing here in my studio. Oh man, and she was so popular. She was so great during that Those whole English so invasion. Fantastic. Yeah, so Ran- yeah. Randy Meisner from the, the Eagles and Poco. Here, I think. Gary, you have had a blessed life meeting so many wonderful people. Rod McEwen, wow. Skunk Baxter. The from Steve the Doobie Brothers, Brothers. Steely Dan. Steely Dan. Okay. The, oh, the second best guitar player that's ever played in this studio. The first is Lanny Cordova. <laughs> LC. Okay. Wow. I mean, this is a list. I know this is not video, but look at this list. And that you may have, mm-hmm. you may have left a few out. I don't know. No, that's it. That's pretty much it. Pretty much <laughs> it. Okay. Well, there you go. That's a wrap. <laughs> and Lanny, do you have a list? Uh, now, you've done a lot of things. I, I was looking you guys up. I looked you guys up, and I was just going, well, where am I going to even start? I mean, they've done so much and played with so many different people and been on so many different albums. I figured the best thing would be that I would just ask you about that, and you could talk about anything that you want mm. when it comes to that. And then we've got some other really, <laughs> really important stuff, too, that you're uh, involved in right now. I think the first... Significant group was Vanilla Fudge. I got to be in Vanilla Fudge for a day. <laughs> a day? He One won day. a contest. <laughs> Join Vanilla Fudge for a day. Yeah. How did you won. win? The, did you have to cook no. some fudge or I, send it in or whatever? Just, uh, How did you get that gig? Who brought I was playing in a band with Mark Stein. Okay, yeah. And Mark. Well, there you go. And Mark basically said He was I, in the group. He had some influence. He did. That's nice. So, uh, I think um, I played with a band called Jafria, which was on MCA Records, 1986. We got to play on American Bandstand. 
Yeah, I, <laughs> I think I remember that name of that band. Not one of my better moments, but uh, you know, at least you can see some spiritual growth along the way, I hope. So did you meet Dick Clark? Met Dick. Mm-hmm. Actually heard Dick use swear words, which kind of freaked me out. Wow, he wasn't supposed wow. to do that on the show. No, it wasn't on the show. It was, it was yeah. during the takes. Were they yeah. directed at you? No, I was against this little kid. And, oh, yeah, my. And he was yelling at a little kid. Oh, boy. Really? Oh, yeah. That's a good stuff. Yeah, actually, <laughs> actually, Bloodgood was, was booked by the Dick Clark Agency for a while. Is that right? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But that's, I guess that's our connection. I never yeah, so uh, I thought I'd hit the jackpot, but we did Dance Fever and uh, um, American Bandstand, and that was that. Then I joined a band called House of Lords uh, on Gene Simmons' label. Yeah. And uh, that was an interesting period. I get to uh, fulfill all of the cliche rock debaucherous activities. Mm-hmm. Mastered those quite well. <laughs> now, I was, I, was, I was surprised to see that when I saw House of Lords. I went, oh, I've heard of that band. And, uh, yeah. And then after that, it was when I started really going on the spiritual journey. And, um, like, you know, is this it? Because if this is it, then... There's got to be something else. So, and, yeah, so that's when... So when did you get to Frontline? So front. that's when I came into the, the Frontline fold. Um, who was it that I met over there? Was it Kent Songer or... Yeah, Kent Songer. Mike McLean or Michael Black or... It was Mike McLean, Kent But Songer. I might have been through Ken Tamplin. Was he signed before you? I, yeah, because he had Shout. Yeah. And I think I played on a shout thing, but Ken was like a guitar student, one of my guitar students. Oh. And that guy was so intense, you know. And no. He is intense. He's so a great singer, isn't he? He's, he's quite a singer and quite a personality. And, and, you know, he would want to have like these guitar lessons at like 9 in the morning, and then he'd show up at 8.15. Wow. And I'm like, bro, nine is pushing it. Are you kidding <laughs> This guy me? gets it a lot done that way. Though. He does. And it was like, so he got like... 45 minutes of grogginess and then and then anyway, <laughs> 15 minutes of focused lesson and then yeah, see ya. right <laughs> but you know he was always uh, very uh, you know uh, ambitious to want to do something so uh, at that point it made sense and mm-hmm. that's why I started you know travel around to uh, all these different kind of churches and different speakers and thinkers and philosophers and in that's was a big influence on that the, the record that we did, Big Bang. Yeah. Um, about, uh, you know, things going on in the Middle East. Eschatology was something that was really interesting to me. I would go to Hal Lindsey's church and, you know, uh, do a lot of investigations about that. And, yeah. And um, so it was. that's what I think was a big influence on that. I think that might have been one of the first records I did for Frontline. Here it is.
So you were drawn to the Lord after House of Lords and that period in your life. 
And um, just in our conversation, just meeting you today and just, you know, seeing what you've done, where you're going, um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you and I'm, <laughs> I'm actually humbled in the yeah. sense that, you know, you, you got on that, on that path and you've been following Christ, you've been seeking him. And he and he's taken you through this whole thing where you're doing music and albums and and now he's got you going to to uh, Pakistan and Afghanistan and mm-hmm. and bringing music there and this is a man that really is selfless. You've given up a lot of things to follow, and I I, I am just humbled. Mm, well, I appreciate I, you I mean, saying that. Away, I, 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 you know, when you have an opportunity to. Um, visit other places that we're told to be fearful of and you go there and it's the complete opposite something awakens yeah. within you that next uh, welcoming of Christ and yeah. and all that means in the, in the pure sense without any of the dogmas without any of the attachments uh, you know and, and St. Francis was a, was a big um, influence where he would travel to meet Muslim yeah. uh, people to try to come to a higher understanding and mm-hmm. and I think that was part of it you know because I have lots of you know Muslim friends and some of the greatest musicians on the planet are are Muslims and some of their scales are just spectacular and and the only thing I knew about Pakistan was a musician mm-hmm. a guy named Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan and um, he's well, I kind of equate him to the John Coltrane of, of, of Pakistan. How did you get to meet him? Well, I didn't meet him because he passed away in 97, oh. but I, I become friends with people that played with him and his nephew, Rahat Fatah Ali Khan. Mm-hmm. And they are Kavali singers, and they sing uh, this certain um, mystical uh, Sufi singing that um, I've always been attracted to. But he was... First uh, heard by uh, Pete Townsend. Mm-hmm. Pete Townsend told Peter Gabriel. Peter Gabriel signed him to his Real World label, and that's wow. how he had, you know, uh, been exposed to Western ears. Wow. Was um, was through that encounter, and then you know, meeting. We were talking earlier about this singer Atif Aslam, who is yeah. a great Pakistani singer, and um, Atif actually invited me to go to London to meet Peter. To talk about this project of you know you know using music as a force of healing and peacemaking and um, as a uh, a force of, of social good social mm-hmm. gospel you know a, mm-hmm. a liberation theology if you yeah, will about yeah. using it to uh, give a voice to those who just don't have a voice you mm-hmm. know what uh, I've come to learn as uh, here in Hollywood where the goal is to be on the A list these are the yeah. people on the Z list and uh, I've um, proudly become uh, um, whatever I can do to help, you know, give them a voice. All you got to do is just show them, and they, they're uh, amazing. I mean, yeah. Gary has got to know the kids, too, because we started this recording project uh, called An Afghan Lullaby, and um, now they know who Gary is because I was over there, and all the people that have helped with uh, our efforts, mm-hmm. I have the kids because I, I wanted them to know that this isn't me. I'm just a delivery boy. This is uh, hundreds of people that have, you know, put in for uh-huh. them. And um, yeah. so they're, it's, they love it. They get to learn how to say all these different names. So, and Gary, have you <laughs> traveled there? Or? I've not been there, but Lanny sends me the videos of the kids. Right. They, they say, hello, Gary. Hi, Gary. <laughs> hello, Gary and Elizabeth. Oh, that's and I feel awesome. like I know them because we've, oh, we've, we've 
recorded these songs. Lenny's written these songs about these kids, and I feel like I know them. Yeah. And I hope I get to meet them someday. Yeah. Yeah, they're cute. They're adorable. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Mm, why, why don't we do, before we do the Afghan Lullaby, why don't we do this first one, The Face of Love? Because this was this is the one that really started it for me with these kids. And okay. so it was originally a song by Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan and Eddie Vedder. And um, I just uh, retook the, the melody and rewrote the words in honor of these kids. Okay. Because I just loved the song. And I figured, you know, maybe Eddie wouldn't mind. Actually, I don't think Eddie wrote the words. So, <laughs> right. so Charsida is the, the, the city that we were talking about when I first went to Pakistan. I'm sorry, how do you say that? Charsida. 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 Okay. And uh, so the lyric is, in Charsida, the children meet, they sit upon the mercy seat. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Lanny Cordola and Gary Griffin. Afghan.
Beautiful. <laughs> well, this was actually before the Afghan lullaby. Oh. Yes. This was uh, inspired uh, by the travels in, in Pakistan. Okay, the title of the song was? This is a song called The Face of Love. So tried to incorporate some of the raga style that they play over there and uh, got to play with some incredible musicians. And Gary, strangely enough, I think he's part Sufi or... Uh, he picked up on it right he's, away. He's like, you know, he's got the sound. <laughs> Plus, uh, Lanny would come back from these trips with these samples of these uh, musicians from over there playing this incredible stuff. And we'd lay them into the computer and create something out of it. It was really incredible. <laughs> and just by pure serendipity, some of these parts would just fit perfectly into whatever song he was working on. Rhythmically, they would just like lay in there. Just... So we have this music from all around the world just quite by... Yeah, the, the last song is a very uh, well-known Pashtu singer named Zarzanga. Mm -hmm. And I found uh, this recording, and it's in the same key, and um, it's... yeah. So it's, when you say Pashtu singer, is yeah. that a style? Pashtu, Pashtu? is language. It's uh, a language. And uh, it's people that live in the northern part of Pakistan and, and Afghanistan. So, so is it... Similar. I mean, people from the north understand Pashtu. No, is it the difference between you know Spanish and English. No, the the Pashtu singers all understand. Or people understand, but the other people, yes. the, the national language of of, uh, of Pakistan is Urdu. So Urdu and Pashtu are Urdu. a lot different. Urdu. Urdu. Okay. Urdu and Hindi, which they speak in in, in India, are similar, but then they have all kinds of uh, their dialects. We we did a what was a Saraiki. We did a with a singer. Named Sana Marvi in Pakistan who sings Saraiki and oh. now how do you communicate? Because do you speak that language? I don't. Any of uh, I have a translator. Okay, um, and you have this guitar, which yeah, works, that works. and then I, there's a lot of people over in Pakistan and, and Afghanistan who speak English. Do they? Um, I noticed in some of the videos that uh, as I looked at them, and it seemed like some of them were tried trying to uh, uh, infuse. An American style oh, yeah. with you, and they were like fired up about that. <laughs> yeah, because I saw a guy playing drums and one. Oh, they were so bummed. or something. Well, they were so bummed because I was doing a concert, and they said, "You know, we, you can do whatever you want." I go, "All right, you guys, we're going to do Sweet Child of Mine." Oh, bro, that's like their favorite song ever. <laughs> and I go, "Oh, but here's the deal. We're going to do a little different version." <laughs> oh, so we did like, <laughs> which is their more their. Yeah. She's got size that seem to me, you know, with that, that sort of vibe to it. And uh, so, so we had, actually had the melody played on the flute. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting when some of the guys were trying to, they, well, they were jamming with you vocally and they had the uh, uh, Pashnu or, or whatever. They, they sang those kinds of riffs. Yes. And those kinds of riffs do not compute in my brain. <laughs> you know, I, I've got all those other riffs, English-American <laughs> blues riffs, yeah. that kind of thing. Yes. So, But it was interesting to see those uh, try to meld together and then for Gary to get that, that uh, those scales and to, to mm -hmm. get, you know, Gary, to well, kind let, of fall let, into let's, that. Let's play If It Be Your Will. It's only a two-minute song, so that's cool. That way you can kind of hear it. And... Gary, come on.
this be true? From this broken hill, I will sing to you. From this broken hill, all your praises they shall ring. November 22nd, a very special yeah, event. That will be at the Gas Lamp in Long Beach, California. Uh, it'll be our second annual Peace Jam. Uh, it's under the, the, the label Lanny and the MLKs, which stands for Miraculous Love Kids. Hmm. And we'll be promoting uh, that particular effort and uh, the release of, yes, the uh, An Afghan Lullaby, which will uh, proceeds will go to uh, helping uh, the family of Parwana and Korshid. It was produced by Gary and our other buddy, uh, William Edward Dagshire, who will also be playing bass uh, at our concert, in addition to our friends John Stamos, um, Jody Sweeten, Dave Coulier, Cherie Curry from The Runaways, uh, Sendog from Cypress Hill, Robbie Wyckoff and Harry Waters from the Roger Waters Band. Wow. 
Philip Bardowell from uh, uh, the well from a lot of the music we heard today. Chaos is the poetry, the dirt, come on, and the Beach Boys, come on. And uh, let's great. see who Sandra Stevens. We have a, a a young boy band called Random that uh, I like to bring in some kids and you know kick out the jams with them. And then uh, we've got uh, some uh, young girl groups uh, coming out to. Uh, Sing with us and a, a group of vets called Soldiers of Sound. Wow. Is that it, Gear? I can't think of it. Man, this sounds like a really great event. And I hope Les will be there too, but uh, if not, maybe next year. Well, we'll see. I'm going to try. <laughs> what else you got going on? Well, I got my granddaughter's birthday, and it's well, really important to me, but all right, all maybe right. I'll bring her. Bring her? She yeah. could you can meet Uncle Jesse. I'm just saying. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to work on it. There you it. go. Uncle Jesse. Uh, but anyway, yes, uh, Afghan Lullaby at our GoFundMe. Uh, it's also, we can look on my Facebook page. It's all brand new. But um, very um, proud of this effort with my musical uh, guru, Gary Thomas Griffin, and uh, our other uh, soul brother, uh, William Edward Dagshire. So thank you for the many years of uh, support and listening, and we appreciate and hope you can come out on November 22nd to uh, help out with, um, you know, with the, the benefit of the children that we're working with uh, in Afghanistan and Pakistan and um, making a joyful noise on their behalf. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Les. Thank you. And once again, let's, you know, we haven't discussed this GoFundMe thing. Yes. And, and the, the reason that you go here, and if you'd like to just tell the story now about the, the two sisters. Yeah. And the family that you know and the GoFundMe. And what's, what's that, you know, what is that about as far as what's your, your goal with that? And, and how's it going to look for that family when you've accomplished this? And Yeah. Well, uh, it was actually three years ago yesterday, September 8th, 2012, sisters Parwana and Korshid were uh, killed by a, Suicide bombing, um, a warning American personnel uh, in this area called ISAF, where all the inter- internationals would go. So these kids are very poor, uh, and they would go there to sell stuff like this, little bracelets. To the American soldiers. To the, you know, all, all of the different, there was the Americans, there's all the Westerners. Okay. So the girls could speak six languages, Italian, German, Spanish, wow. you know, English, but they can't read or write because they're not going to school. So they learn by, you know, hanging out with all the different, and they just fall, you know, the, um, these little girls fell under the spell, you know, of the, of the people there. And, and um, so uh, I went there to meet the family um, March of 2014, and just under the guise of, can I, can I help? Is there something mm-hmm. I can do? And, and, of course, the mother said, you can get us out of here. And I said, well, um, can we start with getting you a new place to live and, you know, getting your kids into school? And, and where did they live? They lived in a place called Shuda, mm-hmm. which is um, a very poor area on the outskirts of Kabul, the capital. And describe their, their dwelling place. It was um, basically two rooms, no electricity, no kitchen, no bathroom, no running water. And uh, it was, you know, a slum. I mean, it was, it was bad. And um, when I pulled up with, um, that, that time I was with um, my buddy Muhammad, and uh, he was quite nervous about this, you know, because you just, a lot of people don't do this, and it's, 
I understand, but you have to, you know, get over your fears if you're going to try to yeah. do some of this work and whatnot. So anyway, the little girl, Beishta, the young one, comes running down the mountain, and I don't really know who she is, and I'm, I'm a little, you know, I'm a little uneasy. I can't say that I feel like Superman and all that. <laughs> she comes and grabs my hand and helps me up this, this hill, and this hill is, it's, it's, it's quite a hill. Uh-huh. So I'm having a hard time breathing, yeah. but I said, I'm getting to the top of this hill because... Um, if this is it, then so be it. At least so I tried. Were, you weren't in his group, good, clean, and athletic, or whatever. Right? That no, I was not part of that <laughs> oh, okay. group. Well, I was so thinking about maybe in I, that group. You I, get up, you got up that hill. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, back to the yes. she's helping up the hill. That's that's a good point. Um, so yeah, we got on there, and I sat down, and I meet the family, and and um, I, I said I'd be back, and so that's when we started the GoFundMe, and um, it took us a year. To uh, to raise the the funds to um, um, be able to get them to move, um, and at, at first they were like a little reluctant now because they're like, well, maybe we should stay in the same area, and I'm like, you guys, this is an opportunity, you know, to really change your lives, and I had to really, you know, if you if you don't like this in a year, I'll move you back. So what did you move them to? We moved them into this really nice place. I would, I, in fact, I was going to go. You know what? Kitchen, I, I, kitchen, bathroom, three in, bedrooms in the house. In the house, their own deal. They got their own little upstairs area, walking distance to the school. What was their what? What is the look? They were completely. Faces? The kids were like ecstatic, but the the mom was a little freaked out at first because it was so different. You know, she works eighty hours a week, makes about three hundred a month. Um, and then she was nervous because, you know, if I don't, if, you know, if we don't do what we say we're going to do, this oh, is, oh yeah. So, so yeah. we paid a year in advance. So it, which was $3,000 and we got them, you know, beds and sheets and I did, I felt like a, like a, like a contractor or something. I don't know anything about this stuff, but <laughs> I see that, you know, they have a toddler and then there's the, the there's stairs, but there's no rails. And I'm like, Mustafa, we got to get rails. And he's like, well, I know the rail guy. I go, well, I know you do. <laughs> okay, no, the rail guy. There's a rail guy. The rail guy comes in. He's a, he's a deaf mute guy. He was absolutely the sweetest, kindest person. He's like hugging me and thanking me for the work. And, and he did everything he said and more. I was so happy when I got to pay him. And he was just like, they were so grateful. And then we went to the school. And, and it, was a, wow. it was a really uh, positive um, experience for everybody. Yeah, and um, so we're gonna, you know, continue doing that. It's, it's uh, GoFundMe.com and Afghan Lullaby, and uh, we also have another one that's landing in the MLKs, which is the one that helps promote the music classes and the girl with the guitar and all of that as well. Without further ado, here it is. Here it is. Based. Send signals from on high See her contemplate Sun and butterfly Based on Based on Beyond the moon, you think 
Afghan lullaby, basically, there's two sides to it. The first side is about loss, the tragedy of these little girls, um, and the resonance of, of that, and the gravity of that situation, where we live in a world where two little girls can meet their demise in the most heinous way because of poverty and, and because of war. So this is our little humble response to that. So the first part is about that tragedy and the loss, and then the second part is about the hope. Mm-hmm. So we'll do some of the hope songs. Um, we were talking about uh, Mersal. Well, this is Mersal here. She's one of the little girls, but she's just got, she's come really out of her shell. And her name means on a mission. Ah. So, and I really feel like, this girl is on a mission. Uh, anyway, so she has found this. She has this little talent. Mersal's 11, around 11, as much as they can kind of. We just sort of assign them ages. because they, really they really don't know their age. They don't have birthdays. And the, the real strange thing is is that, like it, <laughs> is that there, the, there's a, the ice cream truck, and the theme is happy birthday song. Oh, my gosh. So They'll rub it in. Do yeah. they ever celebrate something like a birthday? Um, not the poor ones. Um, the ones that are well, more well off, no. no. But um, so we, we just sort of, because like I look at him, like, okay, uh, Brishna, how old are you again? She's like, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that's right, you're 12, okay. So, oh no, you're you're 11. <laughs> she looks Medina's 12. Fatima, we don't you're 13. Know how old we are here? Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, they they Mersal's Mers, uh, about 11, and. Um, so anyway, her name means on a mission, and this is for her. Okay. Marcel. Marcel. Beautiful name. Yeah. Beautiful girl. Yes, she is. They blew up the Buddha statues one day in a rage. She began to think about Plato's myth of the cave. Sonadia.
So, Lanny, uh, where can we get Afghan Lullaby? Uh, right now, it is on GoFundMe mm-hmm. uh, at an uh, Afghan Lullaby. Okay, that's it. That's it right now. We're gonna, you know, go to all the other places as uh, soon as we can. Um, but I've just, you know, I've been traveling over there, and I'm getting back and figuring out uh, all the other avenues. All right. <laughs> Good news. That's where you can get it. Go find me. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> great, great, great. Thank great you, Les. Thank great you. Song. Thank you. That was. Uh, those come from your heart. Your yeah. Soul. God gives them to you. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I. I That's I amazing. Literally, don't take any credit. Well, you get. You, know. you get some credit. Okay, I'm gonna bathe in right now. A little bit. I'm the greatest. Okay. <laughs> Jerry, your turn. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, did you get any of that? That's. I mean, I just appreciate that. So oh yeah, much. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, guys, that's beautiful. That's the one we have the little sound clip of the kids, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's it's on the uh, the, yeah. the CD, and that's, it's it, it's a different little approach. Yeah. Gary did a lot of lullaby type keyboards things, but uh, the rocker in me is demanding a little, uh, yeah. you know, strumming. So the unplugged <laughs> version here. It's really been a, a labor of love. I mean, I think all of this why we're here is, I, you know, you as well being part of the frontline group is. Uh, it's really turned into something at a, a, that's growing in a really positive mm-hmm. way, a communal way yeah. of um, the music going way beyond you know, individual agendas, yeah. um, intentions, egos, whatnot, and, and let it be a healing force and let it be a peace force and, mm-hmm. and a force of honor and praise. Yeah. And I think the best way that we can praise God is how can we praise his, his vulnerable children, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, and how much it means to them is you, you just uh, it's immeasurable. Yeah. Again, it's, it's it's such a great a great thing that you're doing, you guys. And so we want to help as much as we can. But it is good that that it's come full circle. That Frontline yeah. back here, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and the artists from Frontline were you know for the most part all Christian content, and as far as I know. And um, I always felt like um, there was a couple times where people would make some comments because I don't really. I mean, we did do some praise songs. We did the reggae albums, and those were we were they, we were contracted to do those to do. And but we'd always want to do it at the highest level. We uh, didn't want to just like slough through it sure. and whatnot. So we got good musicians. I mean, these musicians are you know top notch people. And mm-hmm. and then um, the the third one where we went more uh, you know, with programming and and. Going for, I guess, a more modern approach, for lack of a better word, and uh, brought these guys in with, you know, I think I was traveling and I just had a bunch of riffs and I said, hey guys, here's here's my contributions. I'll see you in a couple weeks. And yeah. they came back and it was like, wow, well, they, they put it together there, huh? I think I, yeah, I, I came back we and both gone. Lanny wrote the songs. Said, here's a here's a very uh, simple version of what I've written. And the drummer and the bass player, Tasso Katsos and Chuck Wright, mm-hmm. spent days out here. And we were both gone. I was on the road. He was on the road. And the bass player and the drummer put together these incredible tracks. Yeah. They came back. We said, wow. Oh, so we cool. did our thing. Yep. That turned into one of my favorite records we ever did. Yeah. And that so, record was? Reggae Worship 3. Ah. And that, that has yeah. songs like Soul Jammin'. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. All right. And we're going to listen to those. Actually. Ah. We're gonna do, we're gonna put a couple of those on the right, show. Right now. So here's Soul Jam. Mm-hmm. 
So as you know, all of Lanny's music is available on Frontline Records U.S. and Spotify and iTunes and all, all the other places. Lanny, you make some great music. Mm, thank you, Les. It's that means a lot coming from you. I got to experience your vocals today, and that was a beautiful thing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, then you can get my stuff on Spotify. <laughs> Excellent. Just... What about you, Gary? Which ones do you favor on those records? Revival. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, wait to hear that. Let's okay. Hear it now. Revival. Yeah, let's hear it now. <laughs> Gary, go ahead. Let's hear it. It's great. What's it called, Gary? Revival. 
here it is, Reggae Worship 3.
Great. Okay, and the other one was Reggae Worship Through His Word. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Now, who, you, wrote, Lord. who wrote this song, Thank You, Lord? Well, uh, this is off of Reggae 3. These are all, I always look at it as the spirit of the, the group of us that brought them together. I think all of those were original compositions, if I'm not mistaken. Thank You, Lord. Three. Yeah. Well, let's I, give it a listen. Here it is. Yeah. Thank You, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for calling me. Reaching down, you come to turbulence. Redeemed through your blood. Thank you, Lord. You paid the price. You made the sacrifice You're a never-ending source of inspiration You knew all along Even when I lost my song You gave help when it wasn't even warning Listen, we've come to the end of part one. I know you're sad, but there is a part two, and uh, we don't want you to miss it. It was uh, it was just really a good time today. You guys. Yeah, and there's more coming. Lots more. Yeah, all the good stuff's in part two. I guarantee it. <laughs> you heard it first from Gary. All right, here yep. we go. See Thank you guys. then. Children of Zion, yeah. Shut the dough. Shut the dough, keep out the devil. <laughs> Everybody. Shut the door, keep out the devil. Shut the door, keep the devil in light. Shut the door, keep out the devil. Light the candles, everything is alright. Light the candles, everything is alright.